Welcome to Table Manners Podcast. Table Manners. Create your own lane with your host, Emmett Combs and Tremaine Wright. Us against the world, let's get it. As they share conversations about real estate. Invest in things that you understand. Life. I had to believe in myself like never before. Passion. Make something you 100% love. And career with influential people in our community. This is Table Manners Podcast. Welcome, welcome, man. Welcome back. We are at the Table Manners Podcast with CPRG. I am Emmett Combs, and this is Table Manners, and this is your boy, Tremaine Wright, Mr. Right Choice with CPRG, and we have a special guest today, Mr. Barry, um, that drives monster trucks. So we're going to go into this, and this is very interesting. I ain't seen no brother ever drive monster trucks growing up. I used to watch it a lot, daddy wrestling. So <laughs> I didn't see that either. What wrestling? Nah, a brother driving monster trucks. <laughs> and neither when he told me that when he was um, when I was in the process of selling your house and he said you drove most tr- monster truck. I'm like what? Yeah, man, he lying. Then I saw your room with all the, the trophies and stuff. I'm like he ain't really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his truck looks like he drives monster trucks too. Yes, sir. Yeah, so man, we look forward to this um, episode here. Just you know, get an insight of how you even got in and whatnot. So what, what you think, man? Well, um, I guess the first question I, I had, you know, was how in the world do you get into that whole arena of being a monster truck driver? Was there an audition? Like, you know, because nobody wakes up and be like, you know what, I'm going to drive monster trucks. You I, know what I mean? I did. That's exactly how it happened, though. But I was a kid. Y'all want me to take you all the way back? Take me back. Take me back. Take me back. That'd be nice. Okay. <laughs> so... My mom took me to my first show. I was six, six mm-hmm. years old. We lived in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, so she took me to the Pontiac Silverdome. And, I, you know, we went to the little pit party to see the trucks live and in person before they actually do the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do with, with my life. At six years old, it was like I knew that's what I wanted to do, you know, especially, and it sealed the deal once they started them trucks up and we, you know, you could feel the horsepower of these trucks and they crushing cars. Like, who wouldn't want to drive over a car, you know? (laughs) As a kid, I guess that's very interesting. I I probably would want to drive over cars I used to do it in my little, my room on the floor. Yeah. For my little little toys. Yeah, your little die-cast toys. Yeah, never thought about doing it in real life. Yeah, no, that's all I wanted to do. So it was like, at that moment, that seed got planted. Just from going to the show and seeing it live, it was like, it's a lot different seeing it live or going and, you know, and seeing it on television. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you feel the horsepower of these these machines, and it's like, man, somebody built this, and to be able to do exactly what we, you know, came here to see, and so that was. I always had a love affair with like cars and trucks. You know, I would go in the grocery store with my grandma and make truck noises, and really you know, scare people thinking it was a real truck. You know, in the, in the grocery <laughs> store, real? yeah, I was like the dude off Police Academy. Oh <laughs> man, but you know, I love that dude, man. He is like super funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I still remember the first one when he's. I don't remember the first one when he's in the um, the hallway uh-huh. and he made those gunshots for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Everybody um, leaving. That just right. Funny. All right. So, 
you know, ever since then, it was like, all right, how am I going to do this? You know, we, we didn't grow up with, like, money like that to where, you know, these trucks are expensive. Mm-hmm. But uh, probably about the age of 11, I got into radio control cars and trucks. My stepdad got me involved with radio control ones. You know, he brought home, like, the ones from, at the time, it wasn't a Walmart, but it was, like, uh, Toys R Us or KB Toys. He would bring now. He brought me a radio controlled car home, and I was like, "Okay, this is cool." You know, driving a radio controlled car car around. That was just like the toy grade at that point. That's what they called them. But then there was a whole nother realm of it: hobby grade RC vehicles where mm. you could switch out the motors and and make them faster and and paint them how you wanted them to look. And so it was like you could customize your own RC car. So mm-hmm. I got into that. I'm actually still heavily into that to this day. So, you know, I always kept that as my hobby, radio control cars. And um, my mom started to take me to little races and meets around uh, Ohio. We lived in Ohio at that, at that uh, point. And um, that's where I'm originally from. So okay. it was like we, 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 moved, we lived in Detroit for a little bit, but then we came back to Ohio. And then, uh, you know, we used to go and go to these races. And I would just look, you know, I would just watch. I was a kid, you know, I was just mm-hmm. like, but my stepdad had this big VHS camcorder that I used to <laughs> carry around That's on my shoulder. Crazy. So just picture like a little 12 year old, big head oh, kid. With the VHS. <laughs> that thing was huge. Yeah. And I wow. used to study, it. you know, I used to tape it and then come back, put in the VCR and just watch, you know, like, man, I'm gonna have me a truck like that, that, you know, one day, you know, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty amazing to, to have that desire as a kid, yeah, and to look back and like, man, you know what, I did it, made it. That's like a kid growing up saying, "I want to be a fireman or a lawyer," and it happens. You said you want to be a monster truck driver, yeah, and That's you became one, uh, yeah. So, so <laughs> take take us through the experience of how the opportunity came about, like, okay, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, I don't ever see any ads or promos. Like, hey, yeah. look, we looking for monster truck drivers. Right. Well, I, I became a fan, you know, and, and when I moved to Florida in 2000, um, I got linked up with a, a buddy of mine who who uh, had radio controlled trucks like me. I mean, I mm-hmm. always followed the RC stuff okay. and we went to races and I just, you know, you become known in that kind of realm of people if mm-hmm. you're in that hobby. You know, it's a okay. small little niche kind of market, but everybody knows everybody. Okay. So, um I got hooked up with a guy who was local to Florida, too, mm-hmm. and he wanted to start holding his own races. Like, I want you to help me out. I've seen your stuff. I've seen how you work. I want, can you help me? And I met him through a mutual friend that owned his own monster truck independently. So mm-hmm. I linked up with him. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, I want to hold an RC race at Digger's Dungeon, which is the home of Gravedigger. And mm. it's like the most popular truck in the world, period. So... I helped him make, you know, we made it happen. I did some announcing at the race. I did pretty good at at racing in general, but it was at the home of where they maintain a lot of those trucks. Mm. And um, one of the senior directors just happened to be there, didn't even know we were holding the the event. He was there on business, and he just took notice. He came over to see what, you know, what was going on, and he took notice to me. And eventually he just said, hey, man, do you have any motorsports experience? Which is kind of what it takes to get involved with, you know, driving these high horsepower trucks. And he said, no, all I got is, you know, radio control. He said, man, if you can drive an RC truck that good, you could probably drive the real deal. 
Hmm. So it was like at that moment, that was like my break. You know, I was like in the right place at the right from, time. From driving RC trucks. RC trucks. Hobby grade ones. I mean, they're not, they're fast. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and, and they're just the same principle behind them. They're just replications of the real thing, you know. So Did you build them too? Yeah. yeah I build them now still. Really? To this day. From the ground up. Yeah, ground up. I, I see. From I the see CAD the program. Yeah. You, got a, you must got a location. You do it at the house or you got a location? Yeah, no, nah, just out the house, out the garage. Really? Yeah. So if you follow him on social media, you'll see on a lot of his stories He when he travels, he'll go to the hobby shops and he'll start picking up parts. Like I've learned a lot. <laughs> from us, just by watching his stories, really? I'm like, yeah, it's well, a whole different world. Man. I need to follow you then. It's yeah, a man. whole different world, man. Bar, uh, hold on. <laughs> and and it, honestly, it's pretty interesting to know that he goes to all these different cities, and there's different hobby shops that yeah. have all these like places that people can go and get parts to actually build these RC trucks. Like, it's yeah. it's pretty fascinating. So, by you going to all these different cities, do kids come up to you and be like? Hey, I know you. Sometimes, sometimes you know, especially if if I'm in a hobby shop, the hobby shop people will uh, usually I'll have my buddies with me, and and they'll get to talking because I don't ever lead with that, you know. I just try to keep it on the low, but somehow it'll come out in conversation, and you know, we like to have you know those people involved, make those relationships and contacts because you never know. Like I got mm-hmm. a contact that owns a hobby shop in Canada, and they have one of the biggest inventories of stuff that's discontinued I've ever seen. It's like, and that stuff right there is worth its weight in gold. When you have an inventory of stuff that's no longer made, that's, you know, you can become, it's like a whole form of entrepreneurship in that hobby alone where you bring in stuff to people that they can't find. And they willing to, you know, pay whatever for it. So It's like like homes, basically. Yeah. 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 You show people stuff that they can't find. It's like, and they want it. So, are you on a? Do y'all have trade cards too? No, no. <laughs> like, I, I, like as cards. far as like my rookie card, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> worth, worth the ass. Hey, yeah, I wish they got cards and everything else. So right? I figure why don't have it in that then? Yeah, no, they they got everything but that. I think it will, it will probably be worth some money as well if they did. Think about it. Man, that's amazing. The first, man. the first like African American driver from Austin. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that. How has it been being the first African American driver, and along with what's going on now in the world? Right. What is? Do you see any of that, or have you experienced that in your? You say you started in t- two thousand, right? Uh, two thousand six is when I had my first audition. So fourteen I, years. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> since I've been involved, I've uh, it's really actually been a really good experience. You know, which contrary with my people might believe it's like with the relationships that I built, it's like I worked my way up. It didn't happen overnight for me. So through that, you gain a lot of respect from your peers and people to look out for you. So I've had a lot of help along the way, but I've also paid my dues in the, in the fact that I'm a true fan of the sport from, you know, a young age. So I've dedicated basically my, my adult life to really stay tried and true with following through with that as far as, you know, this is what I want to do with my life and I'm going to dedicate my time and, you know, whatever I can do to help grow the brand. So I think that goes a long way. Um, People notice that over time. You know, of course, when I first got into it, you had to prove yourself. Correct. Just like anybody, you have to make sure that, you know, people tend, you know, tend to say, okay, they prejudge you or whatnot. 
But then when you show them something, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you show them after show them after show them. Yeah. And then they be like, you know what? Yeah. This guy right here, is he's he's it. Yeah. He is it. You know, I didn't, you know, like people always judge a book by, can't never judge right. a book by his cover. Right. You know, and they try, he, they try. And in your case, I guess a lot of people did because there weren't none of us really in in that profession. And I guess you proved a lot of people wrong doing it 14 years down the road. Yeah. Um, my question and one, was, one of the best. One of the best. I, I've been to a couple of the shows. You, why you, I ain't shows, got no ticket. Oh, the bad year. But <laughs> yeah, bad with, year. That, with this bad year, man, how right. have you been keeping sane or whatnot during COVID and not doing, I guess, many shows or any shows? Yeah, we uh, it kind of started ramping up right at as our season was supposed to kind of slow down a little bit, like April time. So I actually finished out my first quarter season. I was one of the few on, a, on we were on a West Coast tour, and our our last date as far as like every weekend was uh, we we completed it. But we still had more shows scheduled that kind of unfortunately they got canceled and postponed. But uh, it's kind of been a blessing in the fact that okay, I've been home because I travel a lot. So I've been home with my son and my family, you know, just catching up on that time that I'm a, I'm gone. So speaking of the travel time and the family time, tell me what life is like as as a driver for Monster. Because last I've checked when it comes to the Monster Jam shows, yeah, it's far in between when you have a lot of shows here in the state of Florida where you're at home. Right. Yeah, the last couple years I've been on the West Coast tour as far as like the first quarter, which is our busiest time, like 10 weeks straight, I'm gone every week from January to, to March really? into April. Thankfully, I get to come home every week, whereas like the crew that maintains the trucks, they stay out for three months. And they just go from venue to venue. What? Yeah, it's, it's rigorous. But uh, thankfully, I'm able to fly home. Usually I'll leave on like a Thursday, come home Sunday or Monday, turn it all around, do it like again. Like a truck driver. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like I work on the weekends. And I got that home time Monday through Thursday. Uh, and you know, all your stuff is on the weekend. Yeah. Do y'all do a lot of stuff in um, Las Vegas area, Nevada? Yeah, it's big out there. We actually did our World Finals event out there for the last 20 years. Really? So this past year, it was held in, in Florida. The World Finals was in Orlando. Is that right there at Camping World Stadium? <laughs> yeah, I watch. I don't know if you watch the show on uh, HBO, the uh, the game with the Rock. Yeah. I just remember this one episode that they, he was out there trying to buy, get a football team, and he got in the monster truck and he flipped it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had a clip of my truck actually in the show. You know, what? he was he. That's when they filmed it at World Finals. He came out there, and you was out there. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is crazy. So how does that actually work in you know, when you're doing a TV show? So yeah. they set up every single thing at cameras and they... Yeah, they I get, mean, there's so many. It's not. It's usually not live, but as far as like live event, you know, that part of it is live. But they put GoPros in the trucks and um, they have a full camera production crew there, hosts, pit reporters. So it's really all, you know, it's like a, a major league sporting event that they film for TV. Oh, so it's done, everything done in post production. Yeah, and then yep. we see it. So nothing is. So y'all never, y'all never did nothing live. There's been a few times where they have done it live, but live TV is like a beast, man. Compared to like editing and post production, like you say, live TV, there's a lot that goes with it that people don't even realize. It's like you know, you have to be on point with mm -hmm. everything. 
And that's crazy. But NASCARs, that's live though, correct? Yeah. So why yeah. would y'all be live? That'd be bananas. It just comes down to the contract, I'm sure, with the TV networks yeah, and stuff like that. I can imagine. It's probably more expensive, too, probably yeah. to go live. Yeah. More people behind the scenes, whatnot. But that's kind of crazy. The Rock was the... Uh, yes. Yeah. We just did a TV show back in... Actually, we filmed it back in June um, with the Diesel Brothers on Discovery Channel, which is called uh, Breaking World Records. Mm. So uh, there was like seven of us to attempt to break these world records. And uh, I was doing the most donut revolutions inside of a Monster Jam truck within 60 seconds. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dang. I remember you telling me about So that. I can go on YouTube and see that. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, you mm. can see it. Um, what? And it was crazy, man. We, filmed, we, we had to be there a week straight, and it was like I had to break this record and I wasn't going to stop till I broke the record, you know, but it was tough. You know, mm-hmm. normally, you know, doing donuts in the truck is it's not, you know, a big deal when you're talking to other drivers. But they actually had rules. It was like I had to stay inside of a 77 foot diameter circle. So it's like you can't go outside of that and you have to do it for a minute, which in a minute, a minute doesn't seem like a long time until you're doing donuts in a monster truck. It feels like an eternity when you're just mm-hmm. spinning around. So I did 44 revolutions in 60 seconds. Do you get dizzy doing that? Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole segment on there where, like, I got motion sick. They had to take me in the ambulance. Really? Yeah, man. It was pretty, pretty so, drama-filled. So did you <laughs> do you got the record? Yeah, we got it. We got two records. Ah. We got the most donuts inside of a minute, and we got the most <laughs> That's donuts. That's how weird as I don't know what. Yeah, <laughs> the most donuts in a minute. Like, what? <laughs> man, you have uh, kids doing donuts in their car oh, so I got to beat a record. Right. <laughs> right. Like, nope, here's the rules. <laughs> oh, that is crazy. So this, yeah. this is your first time ever trying to beat a record in yeah. your whole year? Yeah. Your whole career? Yep. Yeah, Guinness, mm. and Guinness recognizes it's in the Guinness Book of World Records now. So. Do you get money for that? Uh, what, the Guinness Book? Like to get in the record, do you get paid for that, or is this something just for recognition? Yeah, I think it's just recognition. Dang, for real, I be just doing it for. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those bragging right things, you know. Right. Where it's actually a really good one though. But yeah, yeah, to, to be in a Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a pretty dope. Like, Lord, you be walking down the street, man. I'm in a Guinness World Record. <laughs> you better recognize. Yeah, like that's that's levels. That's like levels. <laughs> Not only am I the first, you know. But I, I'm in the record book. You will, you will remember me. Man. So um, what we talk about in your family, does your wife go to a lot of your uh, races? The sometimes. Kids? Sometimes we, um, well, thankfully we had, like like I spoke before about the world finals. We had it this year, this past year in 2019. Uh, it was at Camping World Stadium. So they got to see the biggest one of the year right in our backyard. So um, she has been. She's been a few in Houston, Texas. She went to one. Anytime I go home to Cleveland, she usually comes to that one. So it just depends if it's somewhere she wants to go. Gotcha. I've been all over the world with this, man. We went to South Africa last really? year. How was that? Yeah, it was bananas, man. They, I can tell you one thing about this sport is it's universal. Like, it don't matter where you go. People see these trucks and they see what they're capable of and they just lose their mind. You know, and they literally in South Africa, that's probably one of the loudest crowds I've been in. They set a record in South Africa for the most people attending a monster jam internationally. Did y'all be packing out stadiums? Oh yeah, sold yeah, out. It's stadiums. Sold out. So so which which is which you prefer? The stadiums are outdoor, indoor, outdoor. Uh, the stadiums has got to be where it's at. I do like arena. You mean like arenas? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The stadiums are 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 a lot of fun because they're bigger. You get more room 
to be okay. able to, you know, get speed up and do different tricks. Kind of limited inside the arenas because you just don't have as much space, and these trucks are huge. You know, they mm. they weigh twelve thousand. This pounds. is crazy. We talking about tricks and stuff in a, a monster truck. Like this ain't no motorcycle, no nah. bike or nothing. This is a big yeah, old truck. It, it, it's about, sort of crazy. <laughs> we can but, do backflips in these trucks, man. Who? Yeah. I know. I said, I just, <laughs> he said, who? You yeah. doing backflips? Yeah. Man, you ain't scared That's to do a backflip. What you scared? As long as I got the the first time, it was nerve wracking. You know, it's like okay, I really. I'm in front of 60,000 people in Anaheim, California, and I want to land this trick. But, you know, <laughs> normally it doesn't go well the first time you do it. But Y'all got springs or something? Oh, Y'all yeah, press a yeah. button? You press a button? No, you just it's all in your driving <laughs> technique, you know? Really? Yeah, you can do it. A backflip? Yeah, I did. And a truck? I've done them, mm. yeah. Man. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to see a big truck, you know, like all the tricks you see them do, they do... Like Willie, two wheel Willie's, front Willie's. I've seen a lot of tricks. And it's pretty dope. I ain't really seen it since I was young. Last time I seen it was the was the Rock, and he flipped it. <laughs> oh, he was, nah, he was that's on top nothing. of his head. I was like, yeah, what is no. going on? You got to see it live. Yeah, go, going live is a totally different experience. Like with the loud trucks and just it's, it's almost like it's almost like watching the game. Honestly, it's like watching the game. You got halftime. You got halftime. You go yeah. and take a break, or whatnot. Give me some nachos. But yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty dope. <laughs> it's just like you you at the arena, just like you're watching the game. Right. Yeah, okay. it's dope. It's, it's pretty. So dope. y'all do a lot of stuff at Cap and World, or yeah, yeah. So we were supposed to have World Finals again this year at Cap and World. So hopefully, when we get going again, if they can reschedule that for you know next year, hopefully, then we'll be back there to do World Finals again. Oh no, that is dope. No, it's dope. Now I want to ask you this. I know I mentioned earlier. I said don't talk uh, about it. Um, you say you've been doing TV stuff lately? Yeah, so you know, during this break, I've been fortunate enough that, that the world, the global world headquarters for Monster Jam is they, they owned by Failed Entertainment, which is the same people who own a lot of live properties, a lot of live shows like Disney on Ice, Disney Live. Okay. Um, same people that own the circus. Circus ran for 146 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they know what they're doing when it comes to live events. Gotcha. So they have this huge studio setting, well, headquarters, I should say, that is the second largest building in the state. So the only building that's bigger is a NASA assembly building. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's huge. And so I go there every couple of weeks, and I do color commentary voiceovers for the for the new episodes for the TV shows that that come on uh, NBC Sports. So, so what is your, what's your voice? Right here, you got it. <laughs> you got it live. <laughs> oh man, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So now you're doing voiceovers. Voiceovers, yeah. Are so you they joking? have me doing that. Yep. That so if you dope. tune in to uh if you get your you know your DVR, your fire stick set to record Monster Jam, the new episodes, you're gonna hear me on there. Wow. Mm. So this is new for you, and how yeah. much do you like it? Oh, I love it. You know, anytime you get to talk about something you're passionate about, it's it's pretty, pretty cool to just be able to sit there and critique your peers and, you know, be able to call the color commentary as far as you know what that driver might be going through because you've been in that situation. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's no different than, you know, Reggie Miller, you know, calling a game or... or, uh, or uh, Like a sports commentator. Sports yeah, com- yeah, sports commentator. Yeah. Um Jalen Rose, you know, mm-hmm. same, same, because yeah, they've been in the NBA, so they know what's what's going on. So, on the court. so is that like what's next for Bari? 
I was just about to say. No, that I still too. got more driving left to do, man. I still got but more after after the driving because we always talk about like what we're gonna, yeah. what you, like what the plans are afterwards. After. We know you are into the graphics and so yeah. forth, and which you really good. Tell us a little bit about your background in the graphics. Okay, so man, that was what I actually I went to school for graphic design. Well, I went to I went to school first for graphic design, then I switched, but I ended up doing graphic design for my business. Okay, I didn't know you was actually into graphic design. Yeah, that's when I sent you the graphics for the rap. Yeah, that's why you understood the language and stuff. Because oh, normally. Yeah. People, People don't, don't really understand yeah. the language. And yeah. I was kind of afraid that y'all was going to use Corel. Oh, okay. No. I know a lot of companies that do large, fat, well, back in the day, used to use Corel. And I used yeah. to have problems with that all the time. Yeah. They, they don't accept PNG files. Right, right. We use Corel for like for vector stuff, uh, Corel and, Illust- and Illustrator. But uh, Photoshop is one of my favorite programs. Yeah, mine too. And, um, I got started in that. Let's see. So I came to Florida initially in 2000. I, I lived in Tampa and I went to ITT Technical Institute, got my bachelor's in computer visualization technology. What? Mm. Yeah, it was like we had to take all these courses. Photoshop was one. We had oh. to take GPS, like global positioning. I'm tripping on the name. Oh, yeah. Computer visualization <laughs> technology, right? They, they, they spruced it up. <laughs> Sound like a PhD. Right? <laughs> Dang, I wish I could call them right now. <laughs> nah, but, um, and so I was one of those guys that always liked to see, like, my work come to life. Like, I wasn't just content with just, okay, it looks good on a computer screen. I want to see it in real life. So I got into signs. I got into, you know, I got an interview based off of showing a sign company, one of the RC trucks that I built. And they didn't, they, they were like, well, after the fact, they were like, you know, you didn't have the job until you showed us the RC truck that really? you, you built and the graphics that you did on it. It was like at that moment we got, we understood you knew how this worked. So out of college, I got a job at a sign shop, worked there for a couple of years, found another opportunity here in Orlando. So I moved from Tampa to Orlando in 04 mm. and started working for the company that uh, just actually wrapped yeah, box truck. truck. Oh, that, so that's yeah. the that's the company that you work for that did the truck. Yep. Yeah. Wow, they did a man. They did a great job. Yeah. I was yeah, so they, surprised they when I Emmy was sending me the photo. I was like, dog, Look, it yeah. looks just like mm-hmm. what I made. Look, I, yep. I, I reached out to Bar because I seen like these helmets and stuff that he's been doing yeah. for all the clients. Because you know, if you follow his story, man, you are gonna learn a lot. You learn a lot by uh, it's a whole other world, especially when it comes to trucks, all the Ooh, RCA. What's stuff. the What's the helmets you talking about? Because he he like designed helmets for I guess for fans who want helmets for they for their drivers peers yeah yeah so I I wrap wrap helmets which is kind of unheard of I mean it's possible but there's a real good technique that you football gotta, helmets like uh, motorsports helmets oh yeah with the okay yeah so oh that's dope yeah and and to wrap something that's round like that. It's not mm. the easiest thing to do. I don't even know how I would do it in Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, you have to lay it out to where it's trial and error. But at, once you get a template of that, you know, you can pretty much run run from it unless oh. you got somebody with a huge helmet. <laughs> you know, oh, that you that might have to uh, I guess that, stuff. that does make sense. You just design it. It's going to wrap perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, I worked with them, gosh, seven years and, you know, I'm still real good friends with them, still there every week because I get my graphics from them, you know, and then I'm blessed to be able to say, you know, they can do stuff for me same day, maybe next day if I need it. 
Really? And that's that's really yeah. like worth its weight and gold when you can, you know, be productive like that. So on the truck, when they printed the sheets, they print that on one sheet for each side. So they got a printer that big, it wasn't pieced together? Uh it's probably two, two sheets. But it's see, they follow the seams of the truck, so you can't even yeah. tell where the seams are because uh the printer can print like sixty inches wide is the max. Wow. And and uh so if you got a sixty inch wide, you know, substrate, mm-hmm. they probably come in an inch or so on each side. So fifty eight inches is what the print can be. So yeah, I mean that's pretty big when you think about you know a box truck that size and being able to try and do it seamlessly where you can't see any seams on it. I sure can't see and, no and, seams. You know the seams I think were forty eight inches wide on that box truck. So that way. Naturally, it's just cut where the seams of the box truck panels are, so there are no seams on the wrap. Mm. So why you didn't wrap your your, your truck? My the, my personal truck? Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I just got to keep it clean, you know. Just, you never thought about it? I have just to be able to protect the paint, but I don't know. I just I like the way it came with know. them big old rims on there. Yeah, nothing <laughs> <That thing> huge. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even drive it today, man. If, if I would have known, because it looked like it was going to rain. So I was like, no. Nah, I mean, oh, you didn't drive? I thought that was your only vehicle. You just drive around the whole city. Nah. Look, you have to have another vehicle. You can't drive. Yeah, yeah, anymore. with that big old thing. <laughs> um, you know what's crazy? Uh, RJ that just left, yeah. he got some big old truck. Like, Yeah, he told me about it. I, I don't know if you saw it out there. Yeah. Because I, I, I just met him, like, because he's a new agent of ours, um, like a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And I said, who is this driving this big old truck like this? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, what's him? I yeah. said, no, you country boy. Yeah, man. All the country boys get the big boy trucks like that. Hey, but listen, once you have a truck, you always have a truck because you can haul anything. I know. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, they all do. You ain't got to borrow nobody. Be calling yeah. Boo Boo down the street like, man, I need to get this TV. <laughs> right. Or this furniture. Right. You got to go rent something from Home Depot real quick. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You always have one. And if you don't, you're going to wish you had your truck back. You're yep. so, 100% correct about that. Yeah, yep. that's 100%. And I, I miss my truck. Yeah, uh, it, it did look dope, though. Yeah, yeah. You like missing, missing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, now he got him a box <laughs> truck. So it, well, I mean, yeah. he, got, he got a box truck. But, you know, even it's during different. the whole time, yeah, it's different. It's different. You know, like, it's... I, I know, Corona, she want me to have... She said she want me to have a truck. I thought about it, too. Yeah. I had a truck that's... Yeah. I, I thought about going and get another truck, like as of like lately, but I was decided not to. We got some more box trucks and sprinters to get. Yeah, that you gonna be rapping. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, bring it. Yeah, the rap. That was a challenge. I told him. I told him like, man, I want to rap this truck. I ain't. Never, that's the, like, I did everything else, but I ain't never rap nothing, yeah. especially that big. Right. So, yeah. It I came out dope. And the way you told me to do, I was like, oh, that's easy. I can just design it on the truck. Yeah, I, I ain't no better way to do it than that mm-hmm. than a template, and it and it came out great. Yeah. So man, that's that's that's, that's crazy, and that's kind of crazy. You're a graphic designer too. That's I well, all three of us technically do it because Emmett do it for the brokerage. I don't know how long you been doing it. Uh man, I don't know, maybe six years. And you learned from YouTube, years. right? YouTube and um, early early trial and error with my <laughs> <laughs> other past businesses. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know? that, that's good though, man. Hey. I mean, think about you know how much you can accomplish, how much you save. Yeah, 
yeah. Instead yeah. of paying somebody to do all your work, you know, Shoot. do it yourself, man, that's a lot of money. So yeah. people don't understand that. For sure. A lot of money. I like. I be wanting to tell some kids that's like either going to college or whatnot, that's a good, good trade to learn kind of because yeah. you can make money for doing flyers, prints, and stuff like yeah. that. That's a little quick, easy money you can have. You can ask your mom and dad nothing for money because you're mm-hmm. making good money. If you, if you become really good, yeah. That can be really a business that you can do full time while you're in school and yep. don't yeah. have to go work for nobody or clock in. Exactly. Yeah. It, Your it's, own boss. Yeah, it, it's one of those, you know, um unique niches that once you learn it, you can use it in any business, no matter what business you're in. You can all every business need marketing. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. with you, so your 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 main thing is monster truck. Yeah. Your side thing is Graphic Graphics. design and building RC trucks for people, man. I'm so I'm busier than I was before we kind of took our break, you know, which is it's good because it kind of, you know, let me reach out to the people that, you know, I know we're wanting this stuff. And it's just like, all right, well, here's the opportunity to, you know, give the people what they want and and stay home and, and just be ready when it comes time to, you know, go back out, out on, on tour. Oh, so how many RC trucks you build in Alpha? Gosh, I got probably five in rotation right now. What? Yeah, and they're crazy. It's like custom everything, everything from the ground up. It's like custom built. So pricing, pricing. If I want to have an RC truck built, <laughs> give me a price. Give me a quote, <laughs> man. Because I know it's not cheap. It's not. I mean, right now I can give you a ballpark like. Don't say nothing crazy. Custom. I'm working on a truck that's probably like fifteen hundred, but I'm also working on one that's like forty five hundred. Oh, that's not bad. I thought you about to say some thousand. These are RC trucks. But they are toys. These are toys. Dang it! The toys. Yeah, it's, like toys, you like a kid play with toys. Like yeah. you can put it on this table right here. <laughs> yeah, Damn, that's, a, that's a lot. That I is know. a lot. <laughs> you know, he talking about oh, that. Oh, yeah, I thought it was something you drive around the street or something. Man, look, no. God, put it this way. <laughs> I done seen cheaper used cars for some of these RC yeah. trucks and I'm building people. What? Yeah. I need to learn how to do that. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, you making four and five? How many people know crazy, about man. that many people know about you? Yeah. yeah man, you need to you need to get on that look, Instagram, yeah, man. Look, look, <laughs> how can they find you on social media? Social media. So it's just my name. So uh, Bari Musauer, B-A-R-I, okay. and then my last name, okay. M-U-S-A. Once you start typing it in, it's yeah, probably just going to come up. B-A-R-I. Look, this is what I want to know. How do you get that animated character? So when I go to my stories, yeah. Barry has his own animated character. I'm trying to get one. How, how, how did, Man, I wish I could tell you, but Monster Jam did that. I have no idea how they did it. That is dope. They, they, I remember filming it, though. They did oh, film really? it. Yeah. So somehow. This is it? Yeah, that's, I, that's all rap. That's not an ounce of paint on there. Um, oh, my God. Oh, you designed that? Let me see which one. This, uh, I didn't design it, but the the people now they send me the files to where all I have to do is shrink it down, make it fit. Bro, this is kind of a cool hobby. It's just like a replica of the real truck. But it's crazy because you look at that truck, and when he say he built it, he bought all the individual parts and like put it together. Dang it, man! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty crazy because when I see when I see him buying these parts, he be at the shops like. Well, this right here, this is a one of a kind. You know, he tell all the details of it. It'd be little bitty parts. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. this goes up under the, you know, whatever whatever piece it is for, like, yo. Um, man, you super creative with these things. Yeah, man. You look at the details of it. It's it's pretty dope. It's, you, you can you can really, like, dive into, like, mm-hmm. just following his stories and following him. Like, especially when he gets back on the road. 
follow him because every time he travel, he goes to the hobby shop. So when you guys new, y'all in y'all new house already? Not yet. Not yet. Not close. Yet. Real close. So in your new house, do you have a specific room that you're gonna have for all yeah. your stuff? <laughs> like, yeah, yo. you know it. I can't not have that. Yeah, man. I know. You know. I know the other house you had. I think it was your office and some of your 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 gadgets there. I know now you can yeah. have a. Uh, a dedicated one. Right. So you got a whole room to yourself. Yeah, so we got that room, and then I got a little tandem garage that's going to be maybe have some stuff in it too. So I'm looking forward to it, man, being able to, you know, move from, you know, just move up a little bit and have a little bit more space and a little bit more, you know, dedicated area to where I can do my thing. And now my wife's office is going to be separated Whereas before it was all kind of combined and she used to talk about like, oh, you took over the office, you know. So now she has her own little area. So we're excited for that. And that is what's up. Well, congratulations, congratulations, up, congratulations, congratulations on that. So, Thank you. So when you, when's the date? Uh, it should be close to the end of October. Okay. Yeah, well, so we're, we're close. Around the corner. Around yeah. the corner, man. Look. Well, congratulations with that, man. And um, I know uh, the, the time went on for a reason. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, yeah. man. You got any other questions? Anything, Emmett? No, man. No. Um, appreciate you stopping by, man, no and problem. blessing us with your journey. Like no it's, problem, it's not um, something that you normally see, but um, we definitely like the way you've been representing. You know, for us and open the doors for many kids. I know my son. You know, he's a, a big fan of the whole monster truck and. Tells everybody, you know, his friend, his friend's dad drives monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, hey, that sounds he like Jay, man. everybody. Yeah. Tell everybody. Yeah. I de- when stuff comes back, man, I definitely want me and my wife to have a ticket so we can yeah. come back. I want to see, no I doubt. definitely want to see it live, man. Anytime, man. Just let me know and we'll make it happen. Well, I definitely appreciate it, man. Thank you for coming on, man, the show. I think this was a great, a great session right here. Absolutely. Um, definitely Anytime. different. And I like the part that is unique. Um, you don't get this all the time and right. appreciate it again, brother. And no problem, man. Thanks for everybody that tuned in today. See you guys next week. Next all week. Right. We out.